We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on everybody welcome back to the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl appreciate you joining me today one of my favorite episodes every year my final 53 man roster projection this To me, this year was harder than I think any other year I can possibly remember because there's some injury stuff that is a little bit tough to navigate. It's really difficult to suss out exactly what's going to happen at wide receiver. That number three running back position is really interesting. You had Rashid Walker playing the last game and play very, very well, which makes that spot sort of up in the air. You had all of the edge rushers that didn't really do much in the last preseason game to go earn their spot. You had all of them have different flashes throughout different periods of training camp and preseason. You had Tipa out of the last game, and we don't know why. So, you know, was he held out due to injury? Was he held out due to not wanting to get him hurt because he had already made the team? Like, we don't know that. You have Dallin Levitt hanging out there that, you know, is probably going to end up on IR and then they're going to have to cut somebody and probably bring somebody back. There could be trades. There is a lot to this. And I think there's, you know, some really interesting decisions with some of the seventh round picks, Rashid Walker, Samari Toure, Tariq Carpenter, amongst others. So I found this one, quite frankly, to be I think the toughest one that I can possibly remember, I I could have gone in so many different directions. And there's about like, I don't know, maybe 10 guys, 10, 12 guys that I could have said like, yes, no, yes, no. And then like flipped my mind like two seconds later. So I spent a lot of time like marinating on this, going through special team snaps and reviewing some special teams tape and just kind of like reviewing everything that I possibly could to try to put this together. I'm fairly confident I'm going to get at least a, a, like probably three or four of these wrong. Um, but I, I basically went with, you know, sort of what Brian Gudikins has been saying. And I, I did a whole episode on this, so I'm not going to spend too much time on this at length. But he's been very adamant that this is now a 69-man roster. You get 53 guys on the active, you get 16 guys on the practice squad, and you can call up players every single week. And everybody can be called up at least three times. And, you know, if you need to, you know, 
add to your roster an, an extra running back or an extra edge rusher, an extra safety, things like that. A corner, same thing. You can you can add a couple of those guys to the 53, you know, by calling them up from the practice squad. And I think that they're really going to look at that as an avenue that they're going to use aggressively. And I think this is really going to get to the 53 players that they don't want to risk losing. And I know I talked about that at length in another episode. If you haven't checked that out, make sure to do so. But this is the group that I kept because I think I think they didn't want to lose any of these guys to waivers or potentially have any other team pick them up, claim them, etc. So may not be exactly as even as a lot of people would like with maybe, you know, for example, I'm only going to have two running backs on the team. I'll touch base on that more in just a moment. Only four edge rushers. So there's going to be some positions that probably need to be added to on game day, but I don't think that's a major issue. And I think they're going to use that that call up aggressively from the practice squad when they need it. So here is my 53-man roster as of, you know, end of day Tuesday, right? I have a feeling that there could, you know, like I said, Dallin Levitt's going to get probably cut and then added back to IR, which we'll talk about more. They could claim a player here, there. They could trade a player. And I'm not going, obviously, I'm not going to predict like, yep, they're going to trade X player to Y team. Like once you get into that, it's like impossible to predict, right? So assuming there's no trades, this is what I think it's going to look like. Quarterback, clearly very easy. I know there was like at the end, just a little bit of scuttlebutt of like, could they keep a third quarterback? And Etling's at least a little bit interesting in the fact that he could play some special teams and maybe even have like a little bit of like an H-back role if they really wanted him to, if you wanted to make him active on game day. But let's be real, they're not keeping three quarterbacks. They're not keeping three quarterbacks active on game day. That's just an impossibility. So while it's a unique decision, I think they'll be very happy to get Etling back on the practice squad. Cannot imagine that anyone would claim Danny Etling at this point. So I think they're going to be safe in that. Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, lead pipe locks to make the team. And then I'm going to have Danny Etling on the practice squad. And I'll go through my whole 16-man practice squad projection at the end as well. But Rodgers and Love at quarterback. Running back, as I already spoiled earlier, I've been talking about this for two months now. And I know there's a lot of other people that have, you know, sort of jumped on the bandwagon. But to me, the two running backs just makes a lot of sense. And I will be very clear here. I had like up until like five minutes before recording this, I had Tyler Goodson on this list. It was my last like toughest decision. I'm very close to wanting to keep Tyler Goodson. If they kept him, I would get him or get it. I like him a lot as a player. I just think when you look at the overall state of the roster, like I know I've had a couple people in comments are like, are you sure Kylan Hill? Yes. I'm very, very sure that Kylan Hill is that good. He is at minimum a number two running back in this league. Who knows how he comes back from injury. That is going to be something that we have to wait and see on, but just based on who he was prior to injury, he was easily, in my opinion, a number two running back and at like at worst, a very, 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 very good number three running back and better than Tyler Goodson. So at some point, even if you keep Tyler Goodson on the roster now, when you know when Kylan Hill gets healthy, I just don't think they're keeping four running backs on this roster. So you're, then you're going to have to subject Tyler Goodson to waivers later. I think you just try it now when everyone else is getting waived and add him on the practice squad and you know hope hope for the best. Hope that he doesn't get claimed and hope you can get him back on. As I've talked about before, every team has some running back on their roster right now that they're hoping that they get to keep and all of them are probably going to get them back on the practice squad. Like I said, I like Goodson, but uh, he just is just a hair off for me as to making this 53-man roster. So I'm going Jones and Dylan, and then I think Tyler Goodson uh, or Patrick Taylor, I think both of those guys will get call-ups from the practice squad until 
uh, you know, Kylan Hill is ready and he actually gets a roster spot as the third running back on this team. So that's where I'm going right now. Jones and Dylan, just two running backs on the roster. Wide receiver. I can't believe it. I never would have expected it, but I am keeping eight wide receivers on this initial roster. Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Amari Rogers, Samore Toure, and Juwan Winfrey. I, the, the two here that are of question are, are Toure and Winfrey. I don't think anyone else is going anywhere. Maybe, maybe, maybe they would take calls or like make calls about Amari Rogers to see if like, maybe there's an, like another like third or fourth round cornerback that maybe is like, he still looks pretty good, but maybe another team has like way too many corners and Green Bay could use a number six corner and another team could use a number six wide receiver. And it just like the math adds up where like they were both drafted in similar spots and Green Bay sends Amari to the other team and they get in this you know new corner that was taken in the third or fourth round a year or two ago. I think that's at least within the realm of possibility where they could try to do something like that. Because you look at this and like Samari Toure is not going to have any trade value. Some team might claim him. I think that's legitimately a chance if he were to get released because I think he's put good enough tape out there. But like he's not, I don't think he's going to have trade value. If it is, it's like insanely minimal. I just, I don't see that at all. Juwan Winfrey, I don't think he's going to have trade value. You're not trading Dobbs or Watson. Cobb Watkins and Lazard are all going to be back. So like Amari would be the one that if they were able to actually trade someone, maybe he would have some trade value. The issue with that is we finally have seen some flashes out of Amari Rogers. They drafted him and moved up to get him in the third round just a year ago. And GMs are not in the business of taking pennies on the dollar for a player that they just drafted with a premium top 100 selection that they moved up for just a year ago and is actually starting to you know show some flashes. So I don't see him going anywhere. And then it just becomes like really tough math or like really tough decisions, right? I just don't think after the entire, or, you know, Jake Kumaro situation where Rogers praised Kumaro and praised Kumaro and praised Kumaro, and then they released him and he gets claimed by the Bills. I don't think that Rogers can, you know, can, uh, you know, praise Winfrey, praise Winfrey, praise Winfrey, and then they cut him and then he goes and gets claimed by another team. I just don't think they can do that. I think he has to be on the roster because it just, the optics for that would be terrible. And it, I just don't think he can do it. Maybe if he's in, incredibly like just has the, a belief amongst all belief, incredibly confident that, that he can get Winfrey back in the practice squad. Maybe he could do it, but he better be very confident that he can get Winfrey back in the practice squad because otherwise I think Roger's going to be extremely unhappy. And I just have seen too much out of Samari Toure. He's been, quite frankly, one of their biggest playmakers so far. Like he had the huge catch uh, against the Saints at the end of practice for the game-winning touchdown. He had the big uh, play on family night. Like he's just made some very consistent plays. Thought he had a great third preseason game. I, I just, I, I wouldn't subject him to waivers. I think there's too much upside there. So I, I think you keep all eight. And I think this is a situation where you don't need any wide receivers on the practice squad. You keep eight, you you know, you pad the practice squad in other positions that are going to need it for call-ups. You're you're probably deactivating Winfrey and Toure on most game days, maybe even Amari Rogers on some game days to get uh, players up on defense if you need them. But I don't think they're going to want to release any of these eight. They probably will. If I were a betting man right now, I would probably bet you that they only keep seven. Maybe they only keep six. Who knows? But I, if, if this is my prediction and I'm going with eight, so that's where we're at right now. I understand wanting to keep less than that. I don't like keeping eight wide receivers. I think that's not exactly where you want to be from a roster standpoint, but I do think they're going to keep their best 53 that they don't want to subject to waivers or having another team pick them up. And I think if that's the case, I think they're going to keep all eight of these wide receivers unless they can work out some trade that makes sense for both teams. 
Tight end, Robert Tunyon, Mercedes Lewis, Josiah DeGuara, and Tyler Davis. Yes, I do think Tyler Davis makes it. I do think uh, he has enough special teams, um, you know, prowess or whatever. Like just, I think he's built up enough on special teams to make this roster. And I just think like, let's say for instance, that, you know, Robert Tunyon isn't ready to go week one. Who are you putting out there at tight end? Josiah DeGuara is not a true tight end. You can't play Mercedes Lewis the whole game. First of all, like he can only play like 30 snaps a game at most. And he's just a blocker. He can't catch passes for the most part. So like, unless they're trading for somebody at tight end, and maybe again, maybe you could work out an Amari Rogers for a tight end, you know, a mediocre tight end sort of trade. Maybe that's within the realm of possibility. But if not, I, I think you have to keep Tyler Davis. I don't think Sal Canella is ready. You know, I don't think any of the other tight ends are ready. So I just think that has to basically be Tyler Davis by default. And I don't think, you know, even if Tunyon is ready week one, right? I don't think you want to play him 70 snaps in week one. So I think you're just going to need to supplement that a little bit. And I think that's going to have to be Tyler Davis until they can maybe find somebody else to take that spot. So Tunyon, Lewis, DeGuara, and Tyler Davis, my four tight ends. I'm going to start with center and guard first on the offensive line. Center, Josh Myers and Jake Hansen, and Jake Hansen is a guard too, but those are my, my centers. Guard, John Running Jr., Royce Newman, Zach Tom, and Sean Ryan. Um, I think those are all six very easy keeps. I don't see any of those guys going anywhere. Like I said, I think Royce Newman's like a 99.8%. There's like a 0.02 that maybe something could happen with them, but they're not cutting a third round pick in, in Sean Ryan. They're not. They're clearly not cutting Zach Tom. Jake Hansen's been one of their uh, standouts. Is you know competing for a starting spot. You know John Running Jr., Josh Myers. I just don't think, when I say standout for Jake Hansen, by the way, I mean like most improved. I don't mean like he's one of their top players. So just to be clear before I get a bunch of comments on that, but I just don't see any of those guys anywhere. So I think those six are easy. JRJ, Myers, Newman, Hansen, Tom, and Ryan. Then you've got Bakhtiari and Jenkins. I don't think it's incredibly out of the realm of possibility. I wish I could have attended the presser on Saturday because I would have asked this. I don't think it's entirely out of the realm of possibility that they could put, if David Bakhtiari isn't quite ready yet, and, and even if that, I think they could have maybe even known this ahead of time, that they take him off a pup, let him practice for a while, see how his body responds, and then keep him on the 53 and then immediately put him on IR the next day to keep him out and then bring him back at some point. Not saying it will happen, not predicting it will happen, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. And the reason why they would potentially do that is I know it would have been, you could easily make the argument, well, Andy, they should have just kept them on pup then, and then they would have made the roster gymnastics a little bit easier. Understandable. But like I said earlier, at some point, you just need to get David Bakhtiari out there and practicing and seeing how his body responds. And if he was at that point, you take him off pup and you figure out the rest later. So now, and again, I'm not saying this, I'm not predicting this. I don't know anything, but all of a sudden, if maybe his body wasn't quite ready or didn't respond as like hundred percent the way they were expecting, maybe you put him you know, on the active roster so that he can be brought back from IR, but then put him on IR the next day with the ability to bring him back at some point. Don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's the direction that they'll go, but just something to keep an eye on and throw out there in the ether. I'm not throwing it out there in the ether to hope that it happens. I hope he's ready to go and his, like, his body's responding phenomenally, but just as a reminder that they could do something like that. Also, so Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Yash Nyman, clearly, and I kept both Rashid Walker and Caleb Jones. And this is just another one of those situations of keeping the best 53 players. I know that Green Bay has been very, very good at developing offensive linemen and, you know, finding them in the later rounds or undrafted guys like Yash Nyman and plugging and playing them and having success. I get that. But it is not a good idea to find talented offensive linemen and let them go for nothing. 
And I think they found two talented players in Rasheed Walker and Caleb Jones. And if I were Green Bay, I would not want to test the waters to see if another team would potentially claim either of them. There are a lot of bad teams out there that are not competing for anything this year and have nothing better to do than to take a look at guys exactly like Rasheed Walker and Caleb Jones. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I don't. I think it's going to be very tough for them to keep 11 offensive linemen. And if you look at this offense that I put on paper here, that is 27 players on offense. You add three to special teams, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. That leaves only 23 for defense. That is normally, like you want to be like 25, 25, maybe 26, 24, but 27, 23 is very tough. So I get that keeping eight wide receivers, four tight ends, and 11 offensive linemen is not ideal. I think you're helping yourself a little bit by only keeping two running backs and two quarterbacks, but I, I understand why this you know, logistically may be a little bit tough. But again, I think you keep the best 53 players that you want to keep this year and long-term and you supplement guys off the practice squad as needed. And I just think that's the best way to go. I think the players that will ultimately get released, I don't think there's anyone that you're ultimately super concerned about losing. If Even if they get claimed off waivers, I think you can find a very similar player off of another practice squad if you need it, or even add another guy to your practice squad that got released this week and not have a major differential. So I want to keep both Rashid. Walker and Caleb Jones. It's going to be tough, but this is my 53, darn it, and I'm going to keep both of them in my prediction here. So just to recap really quick, the offense, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Lazard, Watkins, Cobb, Watson, Dobbs, Rodgers, Touré, and Winfrey at wide receiver, tight ends, Tunyon, Lewis, DeGuara, and Davis, 
Tackles, Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Nyman, Walker, and Jones. Guards, JRJ, Newman, Tom, and Ryan. And centers, Myers, and Hanson. So those are my offensive players, which doesn't leave a ton of spots for defense. Let's just cover special teams really quick. I'm going to say Mason Crosby gets taken off a pup and added to the active roster at kicker. Pat O'Donnell at punter, and then Jack Coco at center. Clearly, if Mason Crosby isn't ready to go, he will just stay on the pup list, and then they will uh, add Rami, you know, keep Ramiz Ahmed, and there's not a change there with any other position. So that's a possibility, but I'm going to say Crosby gets taken off a of pup, and then O'Donnell and Coco are all kept. I do think Coco will make the team. They could, uh, you know, maybe add a long snapper that's waived, but there's not many teams that have two long snappers. I think there's only two or three. So I'm going to say that they stick with Coco for now and see how he does through the course of the first part of the season. All right, defenders. Defensive line, there were two really hard cuts for me. The first one was Tyler Goodson. The second one was Jack Heflin. I wanted everything in my power to keep Jack Heflin because I think he's earned it. But I just think six defensive linemen on this defense, that that six defensive linemen isn't going to play much. And to be fair, Clark, Reed, Lowry, and Slayton are going to play a ton. And any leftover snaps, you probably want Devontae Wyatt to get just so he gets some playing time. So I just don't think there's going to be snaps there for a six defensive lineman. And I think they're going to lean on the belief that Heflin will not get claimed, which I think is right. And I think they will also lean on the fact that if Heflin does get claimed, they probably Heflin and Jonathan Ford aren't going to get claimed. And Ford showed at least a couple flashes to me in training camp that he could be somebody that develops long-term and could also be a six defensive lineman option and play some snaps here and there. So I think they're going to know that they're going to at least get one of those guys back between Jonathan Ford and Jack Heflin. And Chris Slayton's another one. Sorry, I want to talk about him too. I think the fact that they have three of those type of guys, right? Slayton, Heflin, and, um, and Jonathan Ford, that I think they're going to feel confident they can get all three back, but they, I guarantee you they're going to feel great that they're going to get at least two of those guys back. And if you've got five defensive linemen that are really good, that are already making the 53, and then you've got like even if Heflin gets claimed, right? You've still got Chris Slayton and Jonathan Ford on your practice squad. They're going to feel just fine. So really, really tough to keep, uh, you know, Heflin off the 53. He earned it. He deserves it, but sometimes deserve and earn, unfortunately, don't have everything to do with it. And you keep the guys with the highest upside. And I just think that's what may come down to here. So would love to see Heflin on the roster. Like I said, definitely earned it, definitely deserves it. But for this one, I'm going with just five defensive linemen. Edge rusher, really, really, really difficult to break down. As I talked about before, all of these edge rushers have had flashes at different times. All of them have had different flashes on special teams. I went with four edge rushers only here. Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Kingsley, Nigbari, and Tipa Naliai. I think those are the four that you keep. I think Tipa's been the most consistent of the four throughout throughout camp and going back to the end of last year. And then I think he also brings the best special teams value of the four. So those are the four that I'm keeping. And I think this is another spot where Green Bay is going to feel like we feel fairly confident that we are going to get Garvin, Hamilton, and Kobe Jones back on the practice squad. But at worst, maybe we lose one of those guys and we're still going to get two of the other ones back. So I think Green Bay is going to feel confident in that. And if they need to bring up a Garvin or a Hamilton or a Kobe Jones on game day from the practice squad, they can do it. I just don't think there's enough of a differentiator there where you feel like you've got to keep a fifth guy. And I think that they'll feel confident that they can add 
um, you know, one of those guys from the practice squad and that there's, even if one of them gets claimed, I don't think they're going to lose sleep over it. And they could at, look to at, like claim an edge rusher. They could look to sign a veteran. That's a possibility as well. I don't think all of those options are off the table because quite frankly, out of Tipa, Garvin, Hamilton, and Kobe Jones, none of them really went out and just dominated and claimed that spot. So that could be an area that they look to upgrade via waiver claim um, or just free agent addition. But I'm going to go for now, Gary Smith, Inigbare, and Tipa at edge. Inside linebacker, probably one of the more easy ones. Campbell, Quay, McDuffie, and Barnes, the four. Listen, Ray Wilborn has had enough success on special teams that like if they tried to sneak him on, I wouldn't be shock shocked, but I'm talking like less than 5% chance, I think, at this point. I don't think Ty Summers really has any chance. So um, those are my four, Campbell, Walker, McDuffie, and Barnes. Corner, same thing, only keeping five here. I just don't think there was a sixth corner that earned the spot. If it is, would lean heavily on Keandre Thomas. I don't think Rico Gafford is that guy. I don't think um, KB Anento was that guy. I think it would be Keandre Thomas as the sixth. Once again, I think they're going to feel very confident that they can get Rico Gafford and Keandre Thomas back on the practice squad. And even if they can only get one of them back, I think they'll feel fine. And even if they don't, they'll get KB Nento back. And the difference between the three is absolutely minuscule and is not going to change the course of your season one iota. So I think you keep five and then you look to supplement off the practice squad when you need it, you need it, knowing that you're probably going to get Keandre Thomas, Rico Gafford, KB Nento, at least two of those guys back on the practice squad. And then that leaves safety. Um, I am um, so sorry. The five that I kept at corner: Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, Razul Douglas, Shamar Jean Charles, and Keishawn Nixon. The five that I kept: safety: Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos, Sean Davis, Tariq Carpenter, and Dallin Levitt. So a little bit of wonkiness here. Dallin Levitt will have to get kept on the 53. There's just no way they're releasing him without keeping him on the 53 at this point because they would have done that at the 85 and then they would have done that at the 80 cut down. There's no reason to keep him through the first two cut downs and then cut him with an injury settlement now if you weren't going to do that before. So I think that they will release or they'll keep him on the 53 and then release or put him on IR the next day with the intentions of bringing him back later in the season. And then at that point, I think they will bring back Micah Abernathy is my prediction there. So Micah Abernathy initially cut I don't think he'll get claimed. And then they'll put Dallin Levitt on IR the next day and then bring Micah Abernathy back, um, assuming that he clears waivers, which I think that he will. So day two of the 53, I think will be Savage, Amos, Davis, Carpenter, and Abernathy. Day one, we'll have Levitt instead of Abernathy with Abernathy having to get through waivers first. As mentioned, Crosby, O'Donnell, and Coco, the special teams player. So defense, defensive line, Kenny Clark, Jerron Reed, Dean Lowry, TJ Slayton, and Devontae Wyatt. Edge, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Kingsley, and Igbari, Tipanaliai. Inside linebacker, Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Isaiah McDuffie, and Chris Barnes. Corner, Jair, Eric Stokes, Razul Douglas, Shamar Jean Charles, and Keyshawn Nixon. Safety, Savage, Amos, Sean Davis, Tariq Carpenter, and Dallin Levitt to begin with, and then Micah Abernathy. All right, practice squad, Danny Etling, Tyler Goodson, Patrick Taylor, Sal Canella, Michael Manette, uh, Jack Heflin, Chris Slayton, Jonathan Ford, Jonathan Garvin, Ladarius Hamilton, Kobe Jones, Ray Wilborn, Rico Gafford, Keandre Thomas, Devontae Cross, and Ramiz Ahmed. I do think Cross showed enough as a safety, and I think Ramiz Ahmed showed enough as a kicker to get on that list as well. So 16 practice squad guys. I think they'll try to keep as many of their own guys as possible. Maybe they add one new guy in there, but I think those would be the, the 16 that I would keep. The players that are released outright and not signed back, Dexter Williams, who I think has a decent chance of actually making the practice squad, but I'm going to go Dexter Williams right now. Travis Fulgham, Ishmael Hyman, 
Alizé Mack, he just had that injury in the last game. So I'm going to say he ultimately gets released with an injury designation. Same thing with Nate Becker, who had a bit of an injury the last game. Same thing with Akil Byers, who had an injury, you know, and hasn't played in a couple weeks. Ty Summers released. KB Anento released, and then Innes Gaines also had the hamstring injury again. I think he will get released with an injury designation as well. And then that leaves Kylan Hill on the pup list. So that is my official 53-man roster prediction. I'm sure some of you will hate some of the decisions. You can be thankful that I am not the GM and Brian Gudekinst is. Very, very excited to see how they shape out this roster. Just remember that the first 53 is just that. It is very malleable throughout the season, and the last 53 will look light years different than that first 53, probably 16 to 20 guys different at the end of the year based off of injuries and changes and releases and claims and practice squad additions and everything else. So there will be a ton of changes throughout the course of the year. Don't get too caught up in the initial 53, but it's like, I don't know, it's just one of those super fun things to do and go over and and see how this Packers roster will round out on day one. So that's my official prediction. Hope you enjoyed it. I will be right back here tomorrow with Perry Goldstein. We'll have an all new episode for you. Make sure to check it out. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.